Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, boy, I got a ton of uh, messages here that uh, I have been neglecting. Uh, we have uh, the uh, the dot com. That is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bennis, welcome to the program. Glad to have you with us. It is an incredible belt if you're a concealed carry permit holder. You want a belt that you can slide that holster on, clip it on there, and it won't scar, scratch, maul, rip, stretch. I'd say if you, uh, if you own pants, you need a super belt. I mean, yeah. uh, gun carrier or not. And if you want to tow a truck. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> just in case. I want you to have case. the uh, option. Yeah. You know? It's better for to those of you it, who are, have it not needed. <laughs> for those of you who are wondering why we keep saying that, it's because if you go to his website, uh, thesuperbelt.com, he demonstrates how tough that belt is uh, by looping it around a bumper hitch from one truck to the next and literally towing the truck with the belt. Now, if you think you can do that with a leather belt uh, and not have it uh, stretch, uh, crack, uh, yeah. We'll use Brian's old one. We'll see how long it holds up. There's four strands left. Yeah. Uh, I've got shoestrings stronger than Hanson's old belt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. Oh, All right. Boy. So Michael sent a message. Uh, why are people with no knowledge of guns allowed to pass laws that affect those of us who do? Look, in Washington, they pass laws about all sorts of things they have no knowledge about. <laughs> it's not just guns. We know better than you. Yes, you're too stupid. <laughs> Those voices uh, are going to haunt my dreams tonight, <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> the liberal voices. <laughs> Steve says, uh, what warning label will be attached to every progressive uh, <laughs> right and, under the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Did you hear about the woman in Oklahoma that slipped out of her handcuffs in the back of a police car, accessed an AR-15, and then shot the cop? How could this happen? Yeah, I did read about that. Uh, it just It's just, just an ugly incident. Uh, I think there must be a way, if you've got small enough hands, that you can sort of tighten the muscle and make it... Uh, make the wrist seem larger than it is. I don't know. Um, but she did. She managed to slip out of the cuffs, grab the AR-15, and all hell broke loose. <sighs> all right, so I am... If you go to Gary on Guns on Facebook... In fact, you go to GaryOnGuns.com, it'll send you right to the Facebook page. You can only see one of these firearms. The other ones are not listed. But uh, we are going to talk about the other ones... Because I'm saving the best for last I, year. I can see all four of them this time. <laughs> can you see all four of them? Yeah. All right, my computer right across the okay. Yeah, yeah. I can all see right. all four of them and not even on the computer. That's right. They're all, they're <laughs> all, yeah, well, that's because they're, they're all laying four out right here. here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but this, let's start with the SIG uh, P365. Yeah, nice. the SIG P365 SAS. So SIG released this um, many, many months ago. Um, it's a, a nine millimeter with a ten round magazine capacity. That's the size of a 380, probably five years ago. It's also equipped with. Look at this sight picture. It is the the Sig anti snag, so it's got a fiber optic and tritium sight that's milled into the receiver. So when you take a sight picture with it, you see the circle. You put the dot in the middle of the circle, and that's your sight alignment. So it's even more intuitive than 
than traditional, you know, V-notch and post sights. That's really cool. I've never seen one like yeah, this before. Yeah, the SIG that is really clean. Yeah, and um, it is built as as uh, as snag-free as possible. They've they've minimized all of the control surfaces, so the 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 slide lock is really um, built just for uh, taking the gun apart. Um, the the reload protocol kind of switches back to the old uh, Walther PPK. There's no external slide release. So if you put a full magazine in, just pull back on the slide. So just leave the mag out of it and pull back. Yeah. So it would load, Very you know, like that. Cool. So, yes, the SIG Anti-Snag, they are great little pistols uh, and very low recoil for their size. Uh, the SIG engineers really went to work on this gun. They use a dual captive recoil spring, and it's a, a great little uh, full caliber 9mm that's the size of a three eighty from not so many years ago. The, the uber capacity um, of, of these small guns has, has really gone through the roof in, in recent years. This is really cool. I like yeah. this thing. The, I've never, ever seen a sight like that. That is really fascinating. Yeah. And, and if you're like me and you got tiny hands or you're a lady, uh, then <laughs> this, is a, this is a great I'm not touching go. that line yeah. with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> lady hands. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I am famous for saying that I have small hands, and that's why I've normally carried a 1911 and how Larry sold me it's, on the Ruger Security 9. It's so true. This is, a, this is a great gun if you've got that smaller, dainty thumb like I have. Now, they do sell a 12-round version of the SIG uh, 365. Um, does it have the same sight system? Uh, it does not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. uh, can you get an extended mag for this? You can. You can buy 12s and 15s oh, cool. uh, for this. But because the, the SIG 365, like its military SIG P320, is a, uh, a modular uh, fire control group, you can actually buy the the larger grip frame and mount on this gun, and that, that polymer grip frame is the most affordable way to do it. It's probably about sixty bucks for the polymer grip frame to get that twelve or fifteen round uh, grip frame ability. Very cool. Yeah, yeah this is a clean stuff. little gun, and those still brand new at six twenty five. That's awesome. So it's a great price break. It's yeah. a, it's a terrific little firearm. Uh, let's move on to the revolver. Yeah, uh, so Smith and Wesson. These have been um, had been a out of stock for a very long time. Uh, this is the Smith 442, so it's the five-shot J-frame revolver, and this one, uh, the 442 and the 642, it's uh, silver finish, brother. The 442 is the black one, the 642 is the, the silver finish, aluminum grip frame, um, steel barrel, steel cylinder, five-shot, double action only, so it it is a... Hammer-driven gun, but the hammer's completely enclosed. It's totally hammer. So there, there's nothing. There's smooth as again, a, smooth snag, as the bottom on the back. Snag no snags. Free. Yeah. So if we're if we're using pocket carry, yeah. Um, it's it's a great uh, great option for that. And you know the five shot J frame thirty eight has uh, has been around since the fifth the the fifties, and they're they're easy to shoot, easy to control, dead simple. It's got you know one well I guess two control surfaces. You've got your <laughs> cylinder release and you've got your trigger. That's it. Um, so put five in. Scott would like take this one. five shots. Oh yes, We're on his revolver kick right now, yeah, he'd really like Scott's, this one. Uh, Scott's uh, on on the revolver. <laughs> but, and if Scott comes in, how much more will he? Uh, pay? <laughs> well, the the retail price is is uh, four ninety five. <laughs> we could always work uh, work Scott into you know several hundred dollars more than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's listening to us now, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, we've got more. Oh, yeah, we got more. S&W M&P Shield. Yeah. 45 ACP. So the Shield has evolved over the years. Um, Smith & Wesson uh, um, went to the single stack um, platform. They, they, they named it the Shield. 
the um, the Shield 45 uh, M&P 2.0. This is with the integral uh, Crimson Trace laser housing. So it's nothing added to the gun. It, it's it's from the factory with the Crimson Trace that does both both pulsing and solid. Uh, so we can tap the button once. It comes on as a solid red beam. Tap the button a second time. It goes to the more uh, easily picked up flasher, uh, the, the, the pulsating. Uh, it comes with the three-dot sights. This one is equipped with the manual thumb safety. Um, Smith & Wesson sells that whole entire product line both with and without the manual thumb safety. Um, so it's the shooter's choice on that. This is a really clean used gun we took in. Uh, I've got this one priced at four twenty-five. So a, a great value, uh, a lot of good features in that. Um, you know, if we add a Crimson Trace laser to a gun, you're going to spend about $125 for their oh, wow. clip-on uh, versions. Um, and this one's integrated into it and, and priced, uh, priced in it from the factory. So great little pistol. And so again, the... The the pulsing is simply so that your eye can get to it faster. To it me, catches your I'm, I'm able to pick it up quicker Very than, cool. than the solid. I'd never seen the pulsing like that before. That's yeah. really clean. It is neat. All right, saving the best for last, and we'll do that next on <laughs> Carry On Gun. Hey, welcome. Ellis Bennis is with us, and it is thesuperbelt.com. Uh, that's where uh, that's that's home for Ellis. He lives in that little computer, <laughs> uh, but he makes a hell of a belt. Uh, also on board, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, we're not through with show and tell. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I saved the last. Uh, yeah, the best yeah. for last. Best for last. Oh, yeah. oh God. Okay. All right, so we're okay. all drooling over yeah. this. Yeah, we so are. This thing is, is pretty cool. Um, this is a new product um, out of uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and it's uh, Angstad Arms. They have uh, been making 9mm carbines uh, for quite a while, but they have uh, finally released their delay roller lock uh, 9mm uh, both pistol, and this is the short barrel rifle version of it, so this one is going to require $200 transfer tax. They've taken the um, HK MP5 um, locking system, so it fires from a, a closed locked bolt uh, a lot of the 9mm carbines run a just direct blowback. So the bolt carrier and the spring tension, the bolt carrier has to weigh more and it has to have more spring tension in order to maintain that lockup during the firing cycle. This one, uh, with the delay roller lock, as, as the bolt closes, there's two rollers on the side of the bolt that protrude into the, the barrel extension and, and lock that in. And it allows the bolt carrier to be much lighter and the spring tension to be much lighter. So this is a super smooth shooting 9mm carbine with low recoil and um, a carbine, a short-barreled rifle. Um, it is a neat, neat product. These sell for stock. about $2,600. Uh, $2,699 is, is, the, is the retail on them. But it is a absolute game-changer in, uh, in the PC carbine world and the pistol world and in the short-barreled rifle world. A new product from x is awesome. Yeah. Um, so Larry's I'm, got the best toys. I'm, I'm, I'm doing paperwork on this one, but we've got it around the shop to be able to, uh, to sell others off of. We've already had a couple customers take advantage of that and get their orders placed. Um, and that optic... So, yeah, this is the Trigicon um, uh, dual power. So it's tritium and fiber optic. Uh, and it's a big amber dot that's uh, going to self-adjust to ambient light. And even in to uh, total darkness, it's going to give you the amber dot for, for a sight 
uh, sight plane. Um, that's an additional, uh, you know, product on, on top of the, the short-barreled rifle. But we can help you with that, too. Oh, it looks good on there, though. Yeah, yeah it really it does. does. It just so. makes a nice little package. Side folding stock. Awesome. Um, the stock can be set up to either fold to the right or to the left. It has a forward charging handle, so at the top of the, uh, near the muzzle, there's the charging handle uh, that can be run on either the left or right side. Uh, just depends on uh, how the shooter wants to set it up. That's clean. Yeah. Fun, fun little short-barreled rifle. Yeah, this that is cool. That is just oh really nice. Larry's always And it got probably the weighs um, close to two pounds lighter than my other 9mm uh, pistol variant in, in the AR world. Mm. And so it's, there's a significant weight difference. Yeah. That is just... You need one of these, Gary. Yeah. No, no. Gwen, I, I, Gwen would love you know shooting what? I, Yeah, we have a whole bunch of firearms we got from you that we don't need. <laughs> well, I don't sell a lot of needs. I sell a lot of wants. <laughs> yeah. But Gwen wants one of these. Yeah. She doesn't know it yet, but she wants Anniversary, yeah. birthday, Christmas. I'm keeping her off the, the gun Her birthday is coming up. See? Ooh, perfect, perfect thing. Yeah, perfect time. Jewelry says, just... I love you, but a short barrel rifle says, I really, I really love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, she's used that birthday thing to get a shotgun, yeah. uh, to get a uh, a Keltec. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I got to find something else to get her outside the firearms world. Because <laughs> she's got more than I do. And she she told you that she doesn't want any more guns? Is that what you No, saying? she never said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, no, yeah she, because she didn't mean it. That's why she didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be brokered into Ten Commandments if I keep listening to you guys. <laughs> I don't think I want your help anymore on oh, gifts. Oh, man. Can I get her something simple like a sewing kit or, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, buy her a vacuum. <laughs> good good thinking, Gary. Yeah, yeah. One year, Mr. Romantic bought her a carpet scrubber. <laughs> Was that her first husband? <laughs> uh, might not have been my brightest move ever. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, man. All right. So Don Weaver is going to be on board. Uh, we'll talk about the CPRB uh, being suspended, what exactly that means and, and why it's it's happening. Uh, we'll do that in about 10 minutes. Uh, that, of course, relates to Columbia uh, in particular. Uh, but uh, I want to uh, spend a couple of seconds uh, talking about David Chipman. You remember him? He couldn't define assault weapons to the Senate when, when they were asking him about them. He he just couldn't seem to come up with it. Well, he presented a slideshow um, when he was working with Gifford's uh, gun control group. And using that, he admitted that the vaunted, quote, assault weapon isn't the boogie, uh, boogeyman gun uh, gun control groups and politicians make it out to be. He confessed that criminals most often use handguns without mentioning that those are ill-gotten, either through theft or bought and sold illegally on the black market. He also admitted that modern sporting rifles, which he refers to uh, as assault weapons, are less powerful than the average hunting rifle. However, he also claimed the ATF didn't use them in raids because they were considered too powerful. He says that hunting rifles can be more lethal than other guns, because some animals are bigger than people, but they're not made to kill a lot of people. He said uh, the magazines turn normal guns into killing machines. And, you know, the proof is right here in the studio. 
<clears throat> you're looking at that short-barreled rifle. Yeah, it's killed all three of us so far. Absolutely. Yeah. It's well, it's pretty innocuous actually until you put the magazine well, in. Well, it's completely <laughs> inert even until somebody touches it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, yeah. well, if you're going to get picky about it and tell the <laughs> truth. Yeah. Well, you can't do that and forward an anti-gun agenda. Tell the <laughs> truth. But the, you got to make people fearful and and pass laws to take away their rights. The magazine. That's what turns it into a killing machine. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys don't sound convinced. No, I'm not convinced. Mm. All right. Maybe if well, Gary the Liberal told us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need somebody to be sound more condescending Absolutely. to tell us that. Yeah. yeah. Tell us how stupid we are. Yeah. Well, that's what they believe. That's what most politicians believe. They're writing laws all the time to protect you from yourself because they believe you're too stupid to protect yourself, period. Uh, and and that's behind almost every extraneous law that uh, politicians write. Uh, Canada has a, a handgun ban that apparently doesn't do anything to stop crime. Uh, the story is at uh, Ammoland.com. Canadian Prime Minister is again promising strict new gun control measures that he says are needed to stop criminals. Unilateral ban on the import of handguns into Canada was announced, freezing out Canadians that follow the law and purchase handguns legally. Nothing in the measure, though, actually addresses criminals or the illegal networks that smuggle ill-gotten firearms into Canada. But I guarantee you this, if they ban imports, there will be a lot of smuggling. Uh-huh. You know, Canada's accessible by water, by land. <laughs> there's, there's no way they're going to stop this. It's it's almost like the war on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because they're illegal. Yeah. And yeah. We, when we don't have any drugs, all we did was pass a law. Absolutely. And now there's no more drugs. That's perfect. That's awesome. Who, who knew it was that easy? I know. Yeah. If only they would illegalize murder. Yeah. Dang it. That's a good idea. They should, I don't know why they, they, they Why didn't they think that. of that? <laughs> We'd be so much safer if only they came up with that idea. <laughs> Maybe you should run for prime minister up in Canada. Hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like Scott Van Kirk again. <laughs> we don't have any Canadian listeners who are offending right now with my terrible impersonation, do we? <laughs> oh, you're offending well, everybody. Any, with everybody's that terrible, not terrible impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. We don't. Not after that. No, they're Both gone. Of those folks turned off the station. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. Lord. Uh, anyway, uh, Trudeau uh, slapped a ban on handgun imports until uh, proposed legislation that would ban the sale and purchase of handguns, among other gun control measures, can be voted on by the Canadian Parliament. Mm. The import ban, a knee-jerk reaction after the Canadians rushed to buy firearms when he, admin- when he introduced the legislation to end handgun sales. So, like Democrats down here, uh, or, you know, the the moment they say, well, we're going to ban the sale of this gun, <laughs> people run out and buy them. And they don't, <laughs> oh, yeah. they don't, they don't catch on to this. They're, they're, they're the best firearm salesmen we've got. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Don Weaver coming up next. Talk about uh, the Columbia police. You're listening to Carry on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, famous for having said... I'd like to be, to be on Gary's gun. Uh, Ellis Fennis <laughs> is, uh, is with us. Uh, TheSuperBelt.com. It is the, it, it's like the indestructible belt. Uh, great for concealed carry permit holders who clip those uh, holsters on their belts all the time. Uh, and also on board with us, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah, Don yep. Weaver uh, joins us now. He is uh, the attorney counsel for the uh, CPOA. 
here in Columbia. And uh, we're, we're, I want to find out what's going on with the CPRB. Uh, so Don is on with us for that. Uh, and if you guys have questions, feel free to jump in. Don, welcome. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm, I'm doing great. I uh, just finished up looking at the superbelt.com and getting ready to order mine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Way to go. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I got to do this because I, I always do it when I talk about that super belt. One of the things that he told me uh, when I first uh, uh, met uh, uh, Ellis was that, you know, you go into the men's room at a public <laughs> restroom and you end up, you know, you drop your drawers and, and the belt is on the floor. And I'd never thought about how really gross that could be. Uh, and then he said, and all you have to do is get some bleach. Don't do this with your leather belt, folks. <laughs> and you can... No, actually, please go ahead and do it with your leather and belt. Then you'll then you'll you'll super belt for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything to make a sale. Because uh, the guy is, uh, he's, he's dialed planned obsolescence out of the belt. You never need to replace the mm -hmm. damn thing. Amen. Anyway, so that was, uh, I, I just thought I would throw that because I have attention deficit disorder. <laughs> Tell me what's going on with the CPRB. Uh, well, Gary, um, the city council on Monday voted unanimously to suspend the Columbia Police, I'm sorry, the Citizens Police Review Board's regular monthly meetings and, and ask them to meet only to hear actual appeals. And uh, from my perspective as a uh, taxpaying citizen of the city of Columbia and a former Columbia police officer, this is not necessarily good news. This, there really is a collaborative effort by some agenda-driven activists, some city staff members, some city council people, and uh, at least one of our elected representatives to usher in a, an extreme model of civilian oversight uh, over the Columbia Police Department. Uh, some of these, I'd say, co-conspirators support, overtly support defunding and some even abolishing uh, police as we know it. Uh, this extreme model would have paid investigators, support staff, and would have would give final disciplinary authority over our police officers, even overriding the chief of police. Uh, to, you know, to, to the school. review board, they would they would have yeah. uh, the ability to uh, impose punishments. That is that is the goal uh, of of this <laughs> collaborative group, for sure. You know, and, if and, I'm know, if I'm a police officer in the city of Columbia. I, I don't want to do my job anymore. I don't want to take any risks. Well, and that, that is one of the many risks of this extreme form of oversight is that, you know, it all pays the same. And uh, so, might as well, if, you know, if there's any ambiguity or any doubt as, as to, you know, whether this is the guy who just robbed the gas station, ah, let's turn around and go grab a cup of coffee and wait for the calls to come in. Um, that I, is the risk. I'm curious, how will they decide who makes up that board? Well, that's uh, that, that's a whole other conversation. It's, it's unsure. I mean, right now, from past experience, what we can tell you is, you know, for the last twelve or more years, uh, the, the people that council have appointed to the board, it, it's kind of funny uh, in a in a not so funny way. Every board and commission of the city, if you go look through it, you know, if you want to be on the personnel advisory board, they expect you to have some experience with policy or HR or something. If you want to be on the board of adjustment, they expect you to have. You know, some understanding of finance or tax. If you want to be on the civilian review board, you have to be 18. <laughs> <laughs> There's zero requirements beyond that? Uh, no, I mean, a resident of the city, but nothing, nothing at all 
uh, that would at all qualify you in any tangential way. No, nothing at all that would make you at all qualified to to review policy, to conduct investigations, to review facts, uh, let alone anything having to do with actual experience or, or training in law enforcement. That's horrifying. That's truly horrifying. That's like saying anybody could have a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's a lot worse than that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot worse than that. That's I, I can't believe that's true. I mean, I can believe it, but that's just, that's terrible. No, so no law enforcement, no legal knowledge, nothing. No, and not, you know, nothing, nothing at all. And so, you know, for 13 years or so, it's been operating. It's been uh, fulfilling its mission, which was to provide an external and independent process for review. Basically, it served as an appeal board for people who filed complaints with the police and didn't like the outcome of the chief's decision in the internal investigation. They had this other body to hear the, hear the, hear the matter and listen to it and give a recommendation back to the chief. Uh, but that's, that's not good enough. You know, some people have always wanted this extreme model, a full investigative model of, of civilian oversight. And they've, you know, recently kind of refined their talking points. And, uh, you know, as of probably December, uh, somewhere around there of, of last year, they've, they've infiltrated the board. Um, and they have intentionally, in my opinion, disrupted it to the point that it's broken. I believe that was their goal all along, but now they've succeeded. They they broke it. They've they've ran off every reasonable, rational uh, member of the board. Well, not all of them, but several of them. Um, and now it's back before council, with council saying, "Gosh, it's broken." Now we have to re you know look at how to fix it. And this is what I believe is is what has been their plan all along. It is to get this matter back in front of council, uh, hopefully to to some people usher in uh, this full investigative model. You know, it occurs to me that if I moved back inside the city limits and applied for that position, they, they'd probably welcome me uh, on, on that uh, panel, don't you think, Larry? <laughs> what? What? No, I can't. I, I if can you talked in that other voice, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's been uh, dozens and dozens of, of people uh, who have some experience, who have some perspective that they have um, excluded from consideration. Um, yeah, they're they're qualified, so therefore they're they're disqualified. Well, yeah. they, they, I don't know. You know, they they don't meet the, the they don't carry the torch of the talking points of, of their agenda. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I always thought that the the best people to review the uh, the work of law enforcement are law enforcement. Somebody from another city, maybe from the state, um, because uh, police officers are in a in a very unique position. Uh, and it's not one that I think the everyday person can envision. Uh, every time a police officer pulls somebody over for a speeding ticket or a stop sign run, they don't know who the guy is behind or the gal behind the wheel. They don't know if they're going to try and shoot them or not. Uh -huh. the, the driver knows the, of the car that's being stopped, but the police officer doesn't. And they find themselves in a position where they have to decide what to do in fractions of a second. And I think the only people who really understand that are people who've been in that boat. Amen. Uh, I mean, so we're not going to see the United States military say, "Oh, well, now all of the all of the review boards are going to be civilians deciding yeah. what was what was inappropriate <laughs> for the soldiers to act on." It's all soldiers. 
How is that different for, for the police who are under grave duress? Uh, they face some of the worst things in the world that any of us have, none of us, most can even understand that have never been in law enforcement. So this just seems completely unfair. And it seems like the only thing it's going to do is A, hurt our police department and then in turn hurt our city because we're either going to lose police officers or they're going to stop doing what they need to be doing. Right. Soft on crime. Yep. Don, is is there a chance that, that you could or that uh, listeners could lobby the city council to do something like that? To just, you know, bring in uh, maybe the highway patrol or uh, law and, uh, you know, work a deal with uh, cities around uh, Columbia uh, to do reviews? Yeah, I mean, in terms of lobbying the city council, I know some uh, activist groups in town have been encouraging their friends and supporters to that now is the time to, to write and call your city council person and let them know that, you know, this investigative model is necessary and, and now is the time. You know, um, there's all kinds of options. Uh, that might be one of them. But I would just ask that your listeners pay attention to this issue. This is only the beginning. This is not the end by any stretch. And so keep their finger on the pulse. Watch the city council meeting clips. Watch the CPRB meetings. Pay attention uh, because just so that uh, when the conversation is ripe and, and when uh, it's time to jump in, you know, with both feet to the conversation, please, we have to have rational, reasonable people participating in that conversation. What is the end goal? I mean, you, you told me that they they want to bring in, uh, you know, have the ability to punish law enforcement if if they conclude uh, without any experience that law enforcement uh, didn't do their job. Uh, correctly what is the problem they're trying to correct i i don't see where you guys are like shooting up any minorities or willy-nilly firing guns and killing people what is it exactly they're worried about well you know you'd have to ask them i've asked i've asked that question many times i i i believe that we should start with the question what is the problem we're trying to solve and let's together work to collaborate on solutions so far we can't get the the answer um, it, it really just seems to be, let's figure out some public flogging potential. How can we get an officer and, you know, and poke him in the eye in public or give him a public tongue lashing or flogging? Uh, it really seems like a power grab uh, and, and just a way to, you know, d diminish police uh, and to, um, you know, just really poke him in the eye. Well, you know, if, Don, if this results in law enforcement... Um being less involved out of concern that they're going to be hoisted, uh, you know, uh, then maybe that's going to increase crime. <laughs> I mean, I'm just taking a, a wild stab at this. I'm, I'm not a law enforcement guy, but I'm thinking when the police are uh, compelled to shut down, uh, that criminals are then invited to step it up. Yeah, and that's my personal opinion for sure. Uh, that is what happened. Uh, just like, but I'll tell you, I mean, the, the sinister part of this is that people that are collaborating together overtly support defunding and even abolishing the police. Uh, and so, you know. Yeah, we've seen how that so works. That, that always plays out well yeah. in, mm -hmm. in communities where they've done that. But Columbia has been underfunding their, their law enforcement for, for decades. And, uh, you know, that this certainly... Um, the potential of, of changing this review board is is really going to hurt recruitment. I mean, if you're looking for a job in law enforcement and yeah, you can go to a place, here? yeah, you can yeah. go to a place where you can get hung hung in the streets, or you can go to some place where they might actually support law enforcement. Uh, you know, that decision is not going to be 
uh, and that's going to be a hard, a big hill for recruiting to come over. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And I have a lot of friends that work down in the Jefferson City Police Department, and, and they're just kind of eating it up. And uh, you know, they they have a lateral hiring bonus, and they're they're welcoming uh, officers from here with open arms. Yeah. Um, I yeah, still, I know this is too big of a subject for us to dive into, and in fifteen minutes of the program's over. But I just, I'm trying to follow the the chain of logic. I know, big L word there. <laughs> the chain of logic from here. Okay, we we don't like firearms. We don't like crime. We don't like police officers. Forgive me. I'm not saying we. I'm saying this logic side. Right. So you get rid of the cops. You take away all the guns from the law-abiding citizens. Like, do they not see where this goes? <laughs> like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I can't even. I can't even twist my brain to understand how they think this makes sense. Like, okay, so you get rid of the police officers, and let's say all of us. Nothing this happen. We we turn in our legal firearms, right? Yeah. What's left yeah. and what's going to happen? Like yeah. we know. So why why do people push for this? I just don't understand. I, I don't understand. Well, that is too big of a topic for me to address. But I'll tell you that my, my you know I I firmly believe that this is not out of ignorance. That this is part of a bigger, grander plan, uh, and much more sinister than than we might imagine. And that's the only reason it makes sense. All right, Don. Thank yeah, you I, for spending. I want to throw ahead. this out. The example. The examples they've been throwing out as to model uh, after are St. Louis and Chicago. So just let that sink in. <laughs> we just talked about this in Chicago a little bit this morning. Oh my God. Beetlejuice. Juice. Australian oversight in St. Louis and Chicago are to be modeled. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a model I want to live by. Wow. Don, thank you very much. Wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, listeners will get involved, they'll pay attention and uh, come out and speak. At uh, the uh, earliest opportunity. Let us know how that goes, will you? Will do. Thank you. All right, Don. Thank you. Don Weaver, uh -huh. uh, he is counsel for the uh, Columbia Police Officers Association. Uh, up against the clock, got to take a quick break. Back to wrap it up on Gary and Gum. Welcome. It is uh, 9.50. No, it's not 9.50. It's, it is 9.53. Listen, uh, we're glad to have you with us. And uh, joining me in uh, in studio, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And Ellis Bennis, the superbelt.com. Uh, my producer is, of course, uh, uh, Brian Hansen. And Brian, I, I got a question for you because uh -huh. I'm not sure yeah. how do we work this out. Barb Smith, who listens to the program regularly sent me a message a few minutes ago about a mom in a shower when her kids started screaming, came out and shot the bad guy. Yes. You recall we talked about that story an hour ago. Uh-huh. That means Barb wasn't listening. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you normally have a digital uh, receipt to send her a uh, fine? Or... <laughs> yeah, I think we need to find a way to to charge her for, you know, because she missed. <laughs> and It'll be uh, on the know, podcast. Can we get uh, Bitcoin? Maybe that'll... Yeah, you know, that'll work. <laughs> that'll do. All right, just wanted to make sure <laughs> that we had a way to, uh, you know, to address this. Nathan says, regards to the CPRB, sounds like their end goal is to turn Columbia, Missouri into New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Uh, and as we pointed out, uh, that does seem to be the goal. It really does. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left in the program and before we uh, I could talk about my rifle raffle <laughs> you got a rifle a raffle? rifle raffle yeah I'm glad you asked rifle it's raffle funny even, you should ask even, Bigfoot <laughs> even if you don't play it's fun to say rifle raffle <laughs> say it with me 
Rifle, rifle raffle. Yeah. No, we're raising money for the Columbia Police, uh, no, the Columbia Professional Firefighters, Local 1055. Uh, it's the firefighters uh, raffle, and uh, it started in June. It runs through the end of May. Every Friday, we draw a winner. Every other week, we give away a firearm. Ooh. So yesterday, we gave away a Caldwell shooting table. Uh, next week, we're giving away a Winchester XSP 12-gauge shotgun. That was a lot of letters. It is, and I'm not sure <laughs> not I got easy right. to say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But tickets are $50. People can still get involved. Uh, it, and every ticket's in every drawing the rest uh, through through the uh, last Friday in May. Can they be bought online? Do we have to come into the store? Come into the store. Come into the store. That way Perfect. you can get the coupon code for your super belt. Absolutely. And um, we'll sell you a raffle ticket and uh, we'll help the Columbia professional firefighters. And, uh, you know, you get a chance to win uh, a bunch of guns. And uh, like I say, uh, every ticket's in every drawing. Even when you win, you're put back in. So That's awesome. Every other week it's So you could actually buy a $50 ticket and and win two firearms. Or, or more, yeah. Or even more stuff, yeah. yeah. Or more. We draw yeah. them every Friday. We do it live on Facebook. And um, you can um, you know, watch the watch the drawings every Friday at noon. I don't know how you go wrong with that. You know, It's a great you cause. Yeah, you buy a ticket. All right, so before we uh, run out of time in our closing minutes, you brought in several firearms. Give us a quick review because, um, well, all but one. Now, Barb might not have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have to send her a bill. Yeah, so we brought in the uh, Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 45. It's the Model 2.0 with Crimson Trace Laser. It's a beautiful used gun that we brought in. It sells at 425 We are back in stock on the Smith & Wesson J-Frames, uh, the Model 442 and the Model 642, the silver and black five-shot um, 38 revolvers. It's the concealed hammer. Super simple and very streamlined. Those sell new at uh, 495 And we also brought in the SIG P365 SAS with that fancy-dancy um, glow-in-the-dark sight. Fancy-dancy? Fancy-dancy. Fancy-dancy. Oh, fancy-dancy. It is a cool sight picture, It and it, it's a sight picture like most people have never seen. Yeah, it's really um, cool. Yeah. That's the first time yeah. I've seen it, come and I, I love it. Come on, take a look. Yeah. Yeah, and and that uh, short rifle that's yeah the Angstad Delay Roller Blowback Short Barreled Rifle or Pistol uh, are both are available and we're taking special orders on those from folks. Uh, and you said the magazines are interchangeable with it runs on Glock magazines. Glock magazines, yeah, wow, yeah, so cool. Nine millimeter Glock magazines. That's awesome. And how long does it take to get those in? Um, I mean, because that's really a neat rifle. That they'll, is. they're they're shipping you know within a week or two. Uh, the pistol variants you can then take take delivery of right away, and we have to approve the short barreled rifles through the federal government. Well, head over to Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. <laughs> All right, Larry Whalen, thank you for being with us, and of course, Ellis Bennis, the Superbelt.com. Thanks, Gary. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby, honey. I'm coming home.